of Second Chronicles. I'm going to read several verses. Read. I'm just going to read it right out of God's holy word. But my message that God's laid on my heart, and and He, and he kind of changed it this morning as I was getting ready to come to church. But intrusion, and and the word intrusion means to get into something that you've been told not to, or I've intruded in the cookie jar, and that was a very simple thing, amen. And and we've we've intruded into things that God told us not to fool with. And I thought on this this message as some we visited this week, some that stood in Mount Vernon Church and testified <coughs> of the goodness of God and what God had done for them. And they went over, bounds from what God gave them, and back into the world, back into the things of the world, and they still expect the blessings of God. This may make some mad, but I won't charge anything for it. But it's a crying shame, neighbor. Three ladies that sit in Mount Vernon Church, and I saw their pictures on Facebook, and they're down at Kicker's Bar. It's an abomination in the eyes of God. They've intruded into that that God said to leave alone. You may say, Bill, you're intruding into their business. I care for their soul. And if the only place they can find happiness is in, in Kicker's Bar, bless God, they need Jesus. I knew the owner. Amen. I did the owner's mama's funeral. I don't mind telling her either. I think maybe she sold out. I don't know. It don't matter either way. The place is set up by Satan, and the people are running to it, trying to find happiness. Why ain't there no happiness in the house of God? Have we lost our joy? I'm going to tell you, David lost his joy. He prayed to God, God restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I want to preach a little bit on Uriah, what the Word of God said. And like I said, I'm going to read several verses. The 26th chapter of Second Chronicles. <clears throat> this is the son of Amaziah, and, and Amaziah set a bad example. He done good for years, and he fell away, set a bad example, and, the, and he tried to run from the people, and the people got Uriah's daddy, amen, Amaziah, and they, and they took him out and killed him and buried him. And he said in the 26th chapter, Then all the people of Judea took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the, in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth, I may mispronounce some of these words, but pronounce it the way you want to. And he said he restored it to Judea after that the king slept with his father. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. And I want us to look at that very carefully. He said he reigned as king 52 years in, in Judea, in Jerusalem. Amen. 52 years. So, so he was a, a good man of God, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem, and he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So listen to what the Word of God is saying. 
if he hadn't done right, just like his father, when his father messed up. Amen. And he tried to run. They took him out. They killed him. They buried They brought him back to Judea, and they buried him with the kings. But neighbor, they didn't I let him stand. But he said, amen, that he done right in the sight of the Lord. According, according to all that his farmer Amaziah did, and he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Get that. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. And he had understanding in the visions of God as long as he sought the Lord. God made him to prosper. And the Bible said, and he had visions of God as long as he sought the Lord. The Bible said, without a vision, men perish. Today, neighbor, he said that Uzziah had a vision as long as he saw the Lord. I'm afraid today that the American church has lost their vision. I'm afraid we've lost the vision of mankind dying and going to hell. I'm afraid we've lost our vision of mankind living a godly, a godly life, a God-fearing life that others could see. I've never in my life in which touched on adultery of this morning. We have absolutely committed adultery on God if we've been born again by the marvelous grace of God and we back up on God. We have committed adultery with God. I'm married in to the family of God. Amen. I am the bride of Christ. Glory to God. I'm not my own. I'm married. I'm separated. I can't date who I want to date. I can't go where I want to go. Because I have a vision from God, I am the bride of Christ. You are, if you've been born again, the bride of Christ. It's not that you can say, I can go do what I want to do. I'll go to church when I want to go to church. I'll lay in bed on Sunday morning. It's not yours to say because you're the bride of Christ. I praise God for a bride, my bride, for his bride. I praise God for a bride, amen, that'll get out of bed and get her husband ready to go to church on Sunday morning. Get her children ready for school. Get her clothes ironed, her clothes patched, amen, his little cap in place. Get him ready to go to school, to go out into the world. Can I tell you something? Today, God will get us ready if we'll only let him. Then we can help somebody else get prepared to meet our God every day. One day, I don't know when, every eye that's sitting here is going to see Almighty God, every eye is going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. We can stand with our excuses or we can stand with the glory of God about us that we tried and we come on. I've got to go on. Glory to God. I didn't know all that was coming, but God, God needs us to have a vision. And he said, and then he had understanding in the vision of God as long as he saw the Lord. God made him to prosper. That ain't always in money or in wealth or fine houses. I'm prospering today in the Lord Jesus Christ. I got a fine house, a fine car. I don't mean that, but glory to God. What I'm prospering in is the Lord that I have a little understanding that I understand. I'm not always right. I'm not the one that can make all the decisions. I've got to be following the Lord Jesus Christ. That's prospering in the Lord. And he went forth and he won. And he warred against the Philistines, and he broke down the walls of Gath. Can I tell you something? 
the Philistines, the devil's crowd, has built a wall on it and separated us from God. And we're going to have to tear it down. We're going to have to have understanding from God how to tear down. He's been teaching on jealousy. Honey, jealousy is cruel as the grave. We've got to have understanding from God how to tear down the wall of jealousy. Tear down the separation that's came into our life. We've got to tear down the wall of preeminence where we are above everything else and we're better than anybody else. We know more than anybody else. You've got to come through me before you can do anything. Neighbor, can I tell you, our nation is in trouble because the devil has filled the seats in the White House. Not God, but the devil has filled the seats in the White House. And he went forth and he warred against the Philistines and he broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jebunah and the wall of Ashdod and he built cities about Ashdod among the Philistines. Glory be unto God. This ain't even the message, but think about that. I read and read and read that last night. My mind was somewhere else. But it just hit me. You don't just tear down the walls of Satan. We don't just tear down the kickers. The kickers, we don't just tear it down the bar. But we build the right city on top of it. Amen. We, we don't just tear down the works of the Philistines. But we come back and build a city on top of it. Listen to what I'm trying to say. When we get saved, God has torn down the wall of sin in our life. Don't go back in and intrude in the things of the world and start building cities back that you've torn down. Amen. Build a new city. Well, glory to God that God can use. I build some new people that God can use. I don't know what about you, but every hair on my body. You're standing straight, straight up. God can take a nobody, amen, and build a city right over the top of the hill of the world. Glory, glory be unto God. I wish I had two vocal cords, but I'm going to wear out the one of God. God has done something for me. I can still build a city. I can still build walls of faith. But of all glory to God, because old age has come on, I'm still a child of God. There's still a work to do. I just got to not intrude on that that God didn't give me. I've got to stay where God wants me. Ooh, I feel good. I'm glad, honey, I, I come to church today. I'm glad I got in the presence of God. I'm glad Ann paid through this morning and got in touch with God. I'm glad for every one of you that overcome an obstacle, tore down a wall, and said, I'm going to the house of God. Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Let me go on. Ooh, hallelujah. And seventh verse. And God helped him. Excuse me, let me pull my coat off. Ladies, it don't just happen to y'all, huh? I just had a hot flash. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwell in Gabal and the Unites and the Amorites gave give. They was enemies. The Amorites was enemies. And he said, And the Amorites give gifts to Uzziah. And his name spread abroad, even to the entering in of Egypt. For he strengthened himself 
exceedingly. He was strengthened. You know what it's saying there? That he helped himself. How do we help ourselves? The Amorites bought gifts. But how do we help ourselves? I'm going to tell you how we help ourselves. That's by praying. That's by fasting. That's by reading God's Word. That's doing the work of God. How do we strengthen ourselves? You know, these muscle builders, I failed on that, I think. But these muscle builders, they lift weights every day. They take care of that body. And then they show I'm going to tell you something. I need to exercise my faith. Glory to God. And then you all can see that I've been with Jesus. That I've been with Jesus. That's what it's going to take. Us exercising our faith. Use it for the glory of God. And he said, now, I have let me get over here in my book. And the Amorites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering end of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. You all know without a doubt that Egypt was their enemy. Now, Egypt held the children of Israel 440, 50 years. Amen. And he said that it even went down into Egypt. Moreover, Uzziah built tires in Jerusalem, in the corner gate, and at the valley gate, at the turning of the wall, and he fortified them, made them strong. Also, he built tires in the desert and digged many wells. Look what God done with this man. 52 years as king, he was said, look, Tony, listen what would happen if we could get a man of God in the White House, if we could get a man of God in the governor's seat, if we could get a man of God behind the pulpits in our Baptist churches. Honey, look what God could do. Amen. There wasn't no water, so he dug wells. Hallelujah. I'm glad he built walls, and he fortified walls to keep the devil out. We need to build some spiritual walls at our house to keep the devil out. He's eating our families. He's eating our families up, and we're patting them on the back and say they're doing pretty good. You got children lost in your house. We got aunts and uncles, moms and dads lost in our house, dying going to a devil's hell. We need to fortify our walls, honey, and stand where God would have us to stand. I've never, 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 never that I remember done a funeral where the family come to me and said I'm afraid they're lost we don't want to believe they're lost we don't want to think about it now but you're dying and I'll probably go for most of you I talked to a fellow this week 70 I forgot 75 I guess and he said, I want you to preach my funeral. I thought, here I am, 82. I said, Lord God, yeah. If I'm still here, I'll give it everything I got. Give it everything I got. What an honor. What an honor. But everybody wants to be comforted at the funeral. Because they're already hurt. We don't want no guilt brought on us. I'm going to tell you something. If your loved one goes to hell and you ain't told them about Jesus, the blood will be on your hand. Neighbor, how serious this is. They may not like you. Many of us talking. The family won't like you. They'll come against you. Uh, my family don't like me. But that's all right. We need to keep the church door open. No matter what I think about it, we need to keep the church door open. And he built tires in the desert, and he digged in the 10th verse many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen 
also in vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. I thought about that, and I believe he done it with the right frame of mind. A husbandry is somebody that a farmer or a, a tenant farmer or a dresser of the field that's under somebody else. It's not one that owns the land. There the king was over it, but he said, I love husbandry. Y'all are not pastors. So this morning, I'm standing up here least among you. But I'm going to tell you, I love husbandry. I love the sheep, amen, that goes out and rears up more sheep. That goes out and invites somebody to the church. Tells somebody else about Jesus. I believe that's what Uriah's saying. So far, he had, he had been on top of it. He'd won battles. He'd, he had whipped the Philistines and built houses right over their, their property. He had built the empty. I thought there ain't nothing like, amen, uh, glory to God, when your prayers has shut down the topless bar at Dobson. Sometimes we forget about that. We prayed and prayed and seemed like we lost when they bought beer inside of Mountain View Church in Logan. But that's just common things anymore. It's still sin. It ain't just sin on Sunday to drink beer. It's sin on Monday. How do you know? That's what I got saved from. That's what I got saved from. It ain't all right that a family tradition could go do what? they do. He said, moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jeel the scribe and Manasseh and the ruler under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains, the whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men available were 2,600. And under their hand was an army. See, everybody's under somebody. This was chief, the father of the mighty men. But he said, and under their hand, you know, that's what's killing America today. We don't want to be under nobody. We don't want nobody to tell us what to do. We don't want no laws to be made that will come against us. Come on, church. We don't want to be told nothing. You know what's wrong with my youngins? They don't want to be told nothing. I've never in my life seen the outbreak of man and woman living together. Obama and his buddy Biden stood on the White House lawn and said it's all right for a man to marry a man. As far as I know, in Surrey County, there's no law against shacking up. But read the book, honey. What does the book say? It's sin. And it's everywhere. My youngin's doing it. Your youngin's doing it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I had a couple left to church. I went to their house. I said, you're welcome to come to church. Just keep coming. But you can't go to heaven this way. It's up to you. You've got to do something about it. You've got to do something about it. As far as I know, today they're still living together the same way. Choose this day who we're going to serve. I've got numbers of faults. I'm not preaching to you I'm perfect. But there's a few things obvious. There's a few things obvious, neighbor. 
the whole number of the chief of the fathers and the mighty men were 2,600, and under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. So we think we go out by ourselves, honey, but can I tell you something? God has got some with us. God has got some with us. That's roughly over 3,000 people. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host. Listen to this. Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host. Shields and spears and helmets. You know, it ain't nothing like we've got today. Can you imagine going out to war with nothing but a shield and a spear? And he said, Havagons and bows. Havagons are just a, a bunch of metal rings ties around their neck and up down and, and covers about half of their body. And bows and slings to cast stones. Can you imagine going out against the enemy that we go out against today? But she's been preaching on the armor of God out of Ephesians. Neighbor, can you imagine going out against the giant Goliath with only a sling and a stone? Can I tell you something? Honey, we're going out with no armor in our hand, but we're going out with faith in our heart. Are we are we getting the job done? Is our is our armor strong enough to protect us? Or do we get our feelings hurt every time we go visit? Amen. Do we? Do we get slurred or hurt a little bit every time we go out? And he said, and he made in Jerusalem engines. I'd never read that. That probably wasn't a 350 Chevrolet engine or 400 Ford. But he said, and he made in Jerusalem engines. This was many, many years ago. Invented by cunning men. Do you think they wasn't smart back in those days? Hey, man, we think we're smart. We just got greater inventions. Invented by cunning men to be on the tire and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and to to shoot great stones with all. And his name spread far abroad all, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. I want us to I want us to get this and I can't help it, it's how I am. But our, our new preachers are not here. But I worry about our new preachers. I worry about our new converts that they head out to testify and do a work for God and God will bless you. And when you see really with your natural eyes, but you know what I'm talking about, when you see with your natural eyes and God has torn down a wall that you couldn't get through and God brought you through it. And on top of that, God built a house and a place for you to testify and to worship where there was a wall. If you ain't careful, you'll get exalted. I've had that spirit of exhaustion come on me. I've had to fight it off. I thought, I've got the bull by the horn and the calf by the tail. Don't look like I can lose. I'm going to tell you, that's when I take off my helmet and I get kicked in That's when I fall flat on my face. Today, I know who I am. I'm on my last leg. I know I'm an old man. I know my voice is gone. My health ain't what it was. I know I have nothing in bill to hold up and to hang on to. I feel my hair standing up again. <laughs> but I got Jesus. Hey, I've got Jesus. Glory to God. And that's all I need today. Faith like I've never had before. Worries that one time put me on the ground have moved out the back door. Amen. If I don't preach on it, the devil won't know. I 
I'm tickled to death with it. I want him to know I'm tickled that some of my worries has went out the back door. Some of my worries that used to drive me nuts ain't as big as they used to be. God has took care of some things. I used to, I'd have four and five messages piled up, ready to preach. Today, I struggled till I got here this morning. Didn't know, didn't know. And just before I left the house, God said, go back. So I ain't got no notes. I, I just intruded, intruded, how we have intruded on the work of God. I thought about, and this is a very simple thing, but I thought about the boys that went around, maybe girls, I don't know, for a little while and stole converter vans off of church vans, converter converters off of church buses and church vans. They intruded on God's work. I thought about, and I've done it. There used to be an outside bell at Liberty Church. I thought it was the funniest thing ever being 14 years old. I'd leave a house, slip out the window, go down and ring the church bell, 12, 1 o'clock, just to wake people up. I intruded on God. It might be why I don't feel better today. I intruded on some things of God. I knew what I was doing. I wasn't dumb. I'd been to church inside Liberty. But I wanted to wake the community up. Maybe we need to ring the church bell and wake the people up. Let them know we're still serving God. That we don't give. Sinners are welcome. Adulterers are welcome. Fornicators are welcome. But you can't go to heaven that way. So why join the church? Amen. But come and get your heart right with God. Prepare to meet thy God. I'm about to get into the message. And when he was strong, the Bible said he got marvelously helped. He was marvelously helped. Is there anybody can raise their hand and tell me they've not been marvelously helped? I've been marvelously helped. Everything I've ever wanted, God has given to me. Definitely everything I ever needed. I've never wanted for nothing. I've always been one. If I thought I needed a car, I wouldn't go buy it right then. I tried to wait on it. Everything I've ever wanted, God took care of it. God took care of it. He knew it exactly. And he said, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Hey, I'm going to start right here with this message. And when he was strong, his heart was lifted up. When he got everything that he asked for. And when he seen the walls of the cities fall, and when he seen his cities built back, and he seen his husband that would listen to him, and he'd say to them, go into this vineyard and go into the mountain. And he'd say, go down and dig a well. And they would go. And when he said, mighty help, America has had mighty help. We have been blessed. We have been taken care of. We have been lifted up far above most nations. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And I won't go back there, but we can go back to Exodus, and we can go back into Numbers, 
In Numbers, it tells that Aaron, Aaron was the priest and Aaron's sons, and they was the only ones that could go in. A stranger, a foreigner, not even a king could go into the tabernacle and burn incense. But this king is just like us today. We have got so much money. We got so many credit cards. We got such fine houses and such fine cars. We have been miraculously blessed and we've built ourselves up till we think we can go in wherever we want to go in and do what we want to do and God will still bless. Amen. Amen, church. That's exactly what's happened to America today. And he went to the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar. And Isaiah the priest went in after him. And with him four score, 20, 40, 60, 80, 80 priests was there. They expected this man to be dead because he intruded on the holy ground of God. Neighbor, this should be getting to somebody's soul. We have intruded on the house of God. We have intruded on the things of God. We have got out of our place because of knowledge and understanding, and we've done what we want to do. And he said, a four-score priest of the Lord. There was valiant men. They wasn't weakling. These priests wasn't weaklings. And I want us to listen to what the Word of God is saying. Honey, I know without one shadow of a doubt that I have intruded on the work of God. I know that I've talked about the men of God. I have not been satisfied with the people of God. Neighbor, I've intruded in the places that God said is his, not mine. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And I'm going to ask you all, as I read the scripture, you know what leprosy is. And I think all of you have probably seen pictures of leprosy. And if you hadn't, you need to pick up a book and, and look at the pictures of leprosy. Some is more uh, devastating than others. But leprosy was totally distinguished from anything else. And it represents sin. And some turned white and the pigment of their skin left. And some came out in big sores and then some just running sores. But what the Bible said about leprosy, and y'all remember, Miriam, the Bible said she turned white, and they separated her for only two weeks. She got out of the congregation of the people for the simple reason she stood up, she intruded, her and Aaron intruded on the Word of God. And, 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 and leprosy came up on Miriam, and she turned white till everybody seen it. Amen, till everybody's seen it. And I'm going to ask me and you today, where we intruded on God, how about if it come out as leprosy? It did in the eyes of God. But man ain't seen our sin. But God has. God knows every phone conversation. He knows every road rage. He knows every bad thought. He knows everything your eyes has looked at. Everything our ears have heard. What if our skin turned white? What if it all showed up? Uzziah, 52 years, did right in the Lord. Neighbor, where I'm going, I've been saved 55 years. Try to do right with the Lord. Can I fall? Absolutely. When I think I stand, take heed lest I fall. Neighbor, I could break out in a leprosy. I could be tugged down just like that. Think on it. 
This ain't a shouting message. I didn't come to shout till I get out on the porch. I'm going to shout, I've got it delivered. Lord, I got it delivered. Think about it, church, what he's saying. And he said, four score priests, eighty priests of the Lord went. They were valiant men, and they withstood Uzziah the king. Can I tell you what needs to be done in the White House? We need 80 men of God. Amen. To withstand the devil that's going on. And he said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah. to burn incense unto the Lord. But to the priest, this ain't your job, Uriah. These 80 men told him, 81 men. But to the priest, the son of Aaron, that are concentrated to burn incense. I know, church, I know, and I'm getting too long, I know we're under grace, but there's still a place that we can intrude into God's work, that we can intrude on the work of God. You don't know it all. No man knew it all. Solomon, the wisest man going, messed up. He didn't know it all. I got a call. I got a call this week, and I know he don't believe it, but he said, I've got to do something. He said, I backslid. If I, if I die in the shape I'm in, hell's my home. He don't believe it. If he did, he'd change. If he believed it, he'd be here in the altar this morning or fell in the altar where he's at. So we say that. I've heard it. Oh, I'm going to hell, but my friends will be there. You don't have no friends in hell. Amen. Uh, Lordy, I got news for you. And we sit on the church pew and down at Kickers last night. Just keep on, Bill. Keep on gouging it. If they die, they ain't going to be in heaven. If that's the truth, there wasn't no point in me getting saved. I paid my bills after I worked a week. I wasn't no worse than them sitting on the bar stool. We've intruded on the freedom that God has given us. We've went into places and tried to change things to suit ourselves. You don't change the Word of God. All of these new books that's been written and they call Bibles, they've intruded on the Word of God. They've intruded on the Word of God. Think on it, church. I know you're thinking, Bill, hurry. And I will. And the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are concentrated, they're set aside to burn incense, to go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor from the Lord God. So when we intrude or trespass on God's territory, maybe it won't be uh, for honor from God. He won't, he won't bless us with it. Then Uzziah was wroth, and he had a censer in his hand. He had his oil lamp in his hand and his oil censer in his hand to burn incense. He was all ready. He thought, I am God strong. I'm lifted up. Look what I'm doing. I've got husbandmen under me everywhere. I've got cattle, whales. I've built cities. Look at me. I can go in to the priest's territory and burn incense in the temple of God. And the Bible said, and he was wroth. Uzziah was wroth with the priest. The leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. I'd like to tell you something. 
when he done sin, he didn't even get out of the house of the Lord till it leprosy showed up on him. How about it? How about if your forehead turned to leprosy this morning? And Azai, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, he himself hasted also to go out. He himself got in a hurry to get out of there. But because the Lord had smitten him, he took a whipping from the Lord. He said they thrust him out, and he himself hasted to get out. I'm about done. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, and he dwelt as a, in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jonathan his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. I thought about, and then the old boy died. Fifty-two years he served the Lord with cancer, and, and they did iodine treatment on me, and I only had a week of it. But a week I was cut off from the church, and I was cut off from my babies, and I was cut off from my family. One of Terry Michelle's kids are savory. How do you say that? Yeah, that's it. She wrote me a little note. She said, I love you, Bill, but I love Jesus more. And she said, she said, told me in another note, she said, I appreciate you for helping us learn about Jesus. For helping us. I ain't had a note like that from an adult in a long time. I appreciate you helping me. I've had one or two saying you preach too long. You don't never know when to hush. I done heard that. What you used to go there. But he said he was cut off from in a and he, he dwelt in a civil house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jonathan his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. I know y'all gonna grow weary of me, but I I need to I need to read just a little. He mentioned this a time or two. And he said some of this was written down in the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, I'm going to read fast, I promise you. I'm going to read fast. But in the book of Isaiah, and we all know that this, uh, the book of Isaiah was found at the Dead Sea Scrolls down on uh, the Dead Sea in a cave by Bedouins, and he said, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos. This is the vision that Isaiah had, the son of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. This is first first chapter of Isaiah. And this is the vision he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah. He saw this vision in the day of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judea. And he said, listen closely what this says. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. At Mount Vernon, God has nourished and brought up children, and we have rebelled against him. I could, I could count hundreds that I've seen if I sit down and dwell, that I've seen come through Mount Vernon. A few are in church somewhere else, but the majority have gone astray. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel doth not know my people, doth not, doth not consider. His people, said my people, doth not consider. I thought about, I saw it, I saw some of it in, in Romania, and I saw a bunch of it in, in 
in Israel that where they turned the, the sheep loose when they, and, they, and the sheep would go straight back to their place at night. In Romania, the people would turn in parts of the country, turn their cows out. They just wandered loose in the day, but they left a gate open at their yard, and that old cow come back. But I'm going to tell you something. He said, the people of God, the people of Uzziah, Zechariah, and the kings of Judea and Jerusalem, he said, they don't consider. Once you get out of that gate, the gate might be closed. You may not be able to come back. I praise God for me and every one of us that's been able to come back. But Oh, Isaiah saw this in a vision, and he saw these things happening, and he saw the people going astray. He said, A sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers. Never in my lifetime would I have dreamed 55 years ago that church would be like it is today. Never in my life would I have had any idea that gas prices would be where they're at. Never would I have dreamed that prisons would be full. I remember a couple in Logap pulled time at White Gate, what they used to call it. I remember when they come home from prison and I drank some of them older men. They pulled time at Bland. I don't think they call it White Gate no more. But there was a few. Today, there's very few families that don't have somebody that goes through prison, that goes through families, that goes through divorces, that family separation. That's the vision that Isaiah had. I'd like to read more, and I've run out of time. I don't know what time it is, but I can tell. By looking, I've run out of time. He said, why should we yet be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole land, head is sick. He said, the whole head is sick, and the whole heart is faint. That's God's word. Read the first chapter of Isaiah. It'll do you, uh, it'll do you good. Let's get a song there, brother.